Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here's the thing about Germany. Why I made the curator's deck of the Hollywood French Unity, unity, unity. Heart, heart, heart. What's going on, people? How you doing? Welcome to episode 64 of Hashtag Observations TFR by Crazy D with my special guest host, my sister Tanya M. Congress. We're going to check out and see if the uh, mic and all that is going right. So let's see. Let's try this out. How you doing this morning? I am doing wonderful on this dreary Monday morning in Cleveland, Ohio. And I see that my brows are perfect this morning, so I am really happy. <laughs> Y'all might consider that a little bit superficial, but my brother knows that I toil over these eyebrows every day. So, of course, I have my, uh, I don't have fruit today, but I do have my ginger here. Plenty of that to munch on. Now, today, don't judge prematurely. Today, I have Dunkin' Donuts coffee, okay? However, there is no sugar in this. It is stevia in this. I don't even use Splenda because I find that Splenda is a derivative of sugar steel. So I don't use Splenda. I still use Stevia. So I had them bring me plain coffee because I'm out of my uh, my pods that I use in my coffee maker here. So I had to have them bring me a coffee, nothing but black. And I put my own cream and then some Stevia in here. All right. But I'm ready to go. I'm excited um, to begin this week. And what we're going to bring to you this week, uh, there was an awesome show last night with hashtag uh, TFR Podcast Live with Crazy D and his wife, Tracy Latrice. And that was a, a wonderful, um, you know, information packed show of movies. And they got into a little bit of uh, American black politic. And um, we're going to, to continue in things today for you all giving you information that you can make sound judgments by. How are you this morning, D? I'm doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances. We are in the middle of COVID with a looming lockdown. They talking, some people are calling it lockdowns. Some people are calling it a shutdown. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, is this what you bargained for? Is this what you thought that you were going to get? But anyway, um, I just came off of my one week fast, so I'm ready to not pack the pounds back on, you know, because I, I knocked some pounds off, so that's good. Going into this holiday season, the biggest feast 
feasting season, the biggest feasting event of the year, which is Thanksgiving, which is uh, about pilgrims who were helped by the natives of this land and then turned around the next year and scout the natives of the land to take land. But anyway, long story. Uh, the heart of the European. The heart of the Euro, the Caucasian. Okay, people, so look. What is the topic for today, right? It has to do with our larger, our larger subject matter, which this is part one today. The Anything Goes Generation X brings us to this number one. The gender of a child isn't how it's anatomy's anatomy born. The gender of a child isn't how it's anatomy born. And we're going to get into a little bit why we came up with this topic this morning because I saw a disturbing meme and I do have it up here. And then we're going to read it in uh, just one second here. But the gender of a child isn't how it's anatomy born. Let's read. Let's read for it. The gender of a child isn't how it's anatomy born. Is that right? Well, we have some questions to ask because anatomy born, unless you were diddled. I often speak to fellow Gen Xers and discuss the concept of the sins of the father will be visited upon the son and the daughter and the sins of the mother, etc. The response I receive, I believe, is one of pompous, unwilling to admit arrogance that says what the new generation is doing, that Generation X is raising, is doing its own thing, and they, there is no responsibility for Generation X but to get the kids up so they can get out. Is Charles, is Charles M. Blow, who I've always questioned his gender flow, part of the problem? Isn't it a denial of being, isn't it really a denial of being diddled when you were a child? Let's discuss. The phone lines are open, 213-943-3358. So, you know, you know, we're going to get started, but I will say this. They often say, I was born this way. How do you know? Because you don't come into conscious. You may be around in a baby, but you don't come into your full consciousness until you're five. And let's say that you have a mental defense that blocks things that happened to you when you were a child. So how would you actually know that you were born this way? Because that would mean that the, let's just say supernature, if you don't want to believe in God, but God, supernature, 
the creator of all things made a mistake. And there are no mistakes made, right? So let's, let's uh, look at some memes to warm up. Memes that have to do with self-esteem, because this is what this is about, right? And so let's look at this uh, first meme. Smash the share button, smash the like button, because we're going someplace today that we have to ask some questions because it's getting a little out of hand. It's just getting a little out of hand. Okay. Own lane, own race, own pace. Own lane, own race, own pace. So you can say that's your own lane, your own race, or your own pace. But you could also mean that you own the lane, own the race, and own the pace. Right? So... It's your race to run, and it's your own lane, your own race, your own pace. You don't have to look at anyone else. You don't need to be accepted by anyone else to do your thing. Next, next meme. This one comes from Dr. Boyce Watkins. Politics makes strange bedfellows. But here we go. Dr. Boyce Watkins, Obama does nothing for black people. Our community cheers. Joe Biden locks up millions of black men. Our community forgives and elects him. Ice Cube tries to get reparations for black people. People attack him as like an enemy. And you wonder why we've made no progress. Obama does nothing for black people or community cheers. Joe Biden locks up millions of people, millions of black men, our community forgives and elects him. Ice Cube tries to get reparations for his black people. People attack him like an enemy and you wonder why we've made no progress. That's uh, Boyce Watkins. I thought that was it all has to do with esteem. This has to do with what you feel or what you believe you deserve as an individual. And that's something that each person has to uh, go inside their mind and ask, why don't you believe that you deserve more than what has been given to you or what is owed to you? Why don't you... Why aren't you old even more? Next slide here. Being wanted is easy. It's being valued for me. Being wanted is easy. It's being valued for me. Let's keep moving here. Go through these. Cause we've got we got some rubber to hit the road this morning and we have the phone lines open we need some answers on this you know we need some answers on this 
the gender of a child isn't how it's anatomy born. We need to get to the context and where the science is in that. We need the science. We need the science. Reduce the toxins in your mind, body, and life. Again, reduce the toxins in your mind, body, and life. Sometimes those toxins block the neural receptors and you might be receiving and receiving some, transmitting and receiving some bad information. So let's go here now. Next meme here. Rejection sucks. But you know what sucks more? Regret. Shoot your shot in all you do, be it career, business, life, and love. We only go around once. Make it your best. Hashtag RFC. I don't know what the RFC is, but you know, hey, I thought that was a good meme, you know. So let's go to the next because we got some rubber to hit the road today and so this one comes from this one comes from your friend this comes from your friend she's your friend sometimes she's got on the Maya Angelou rap now she is your friend be thankful for what you have you'll end up having more if you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah is your friend. She is dressed in the uh, kente, kente, the kente cloth, the headdress, looking like Maya Angelou now, right? Now here's some interesting news for those who are who are afraid of. Uh, for those who are afraid of getting older, this is a uh, good one right here. OB, uh, I deleted it, so I have to go back and get it. So it should be just one second here while I go get it. Yeah, so here it is. There it is. Yeah, you know, good replace. Good. Good speedy Gonzalez there, you know. All right, here we go. Israeli scientists say they found a way to reverse the human hu human aging process. Israeli scientists say they found a way to reverse the human aging process. Question is, people, would you want to live on past your designated expiration date if you were younger than what it appeared, your organs were functioning like a 25-year-old and you're already 100 years old? Or would the world be faster than what your mind would be able to comprehend as a person born in your particular time. That's the question. And all your friends would be dead, right? What's the difference between wearing a seatbelt and wearing a mask? 
What's the difference between wearing a seatbelt and wearing a mask? Well, one, it, it says it can save lives if you're in the car, right? But there's been plenty of people who have been mangled in cars with their seatbelts on, so it's 50-50, kind of like the mask. It's the same thing, it's 50-50. So what's the difference? No different. It's a 50-50 proposition, right? That's what it is, that's the way I look at it. Of course, if you have a different opinion, you know, you can let your opinion be known. The chat is open as well as the phone lines, 213-943-3358. Ah. Just think how we used to eat cake after someone had blown on it. Happy birthday, good times. You remember that? I remember the only person that I saw that was cognizant of that was Silver B. And Silver B, when he would blow the candles out, he would have his hands cupped in front of his mouth and he would blow the candles out on his birthday cake that way. So that's the only person I ever saw that was cognizant of that. But pretty much, we were eating slop. We were eating uh, blow spittle on, on the top of the cake. That's true. Just think how we used to eat cake after everyone had blown on it. Good times. <laughs> I thought that was a, that was a good one and brings people to the reality. We were actually eating spittle cake, right? Now, this one I find hilarious for many, 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 many reasons. And I, I find it hilarious and I, I say, good, you know, let it, let it be that way because I don't care who won the election, but I only care that it was one fair and square. This right here is hilarious. Now, I got this from a Democrat, I want to say operative Democrat supporter, but it's really hilarious because it doesn't bode well for the Biden-Harris team. But now, we'll have to measure the drapes from outside. Hilarious. Look at that. Did you see the image? <laughs> For now, we'll have to measure the drapes from outside. Hilarious. I, th I think I find that hilarious. That is hilarious. Okay, I find that hilarious in so many, for so many different reasons. It's just hilarious. Okay, people. So we warmed you up. Let's get to the rubber hitting the road. It's that time. It's that time. Smash the share button. Smash the like button. Smash the like button. Smash the share button. Smash the subscribe button on the Film Review Live channel. We also like to say good morning to all of those watching us on Vimeo on Periscope on a certain social media site and the Film Review Live channel on YouTube. Smash the share button, smash the like button because we are hitting the rubber 
to the road early and the phone lines are open 213-943-3358 we want to hear your opinion on this 213-943-3358 213-943-3358 we're going to take your phone calls today do not please i repeat do not call it two minutes to the end of the show call ahead of time we want a robust conversation on this because i don't know this to be necessarily true here it is so this is a disturbing meme that i saw over now 14 hours ago charles m blow you know reporter extraordinaire Look up Charles M. Blow, Tanya, so we can give the people a definition of who Charles M. Blow is. So this is what Charles M. Blow wrote. He's got a blue check. He's got a blue check. Stop doing gender reveals. They're not cute. They're violent. Now, wait a minute now. I never knew, you know, before I kept reading, I thought that he was going to be saying that it was violent because a lot of people be doing those pop, popping out the colors or whatever of either blue or pink. And I thought that that's what he would be talking about, but that's not what he's talking about. So let's read further. Stop doing gender reveals. They're not cute. They're violent. All we know before a child is born is their anatomy. They, re they will reveal their gender. They will reveal their gender. Gender. Agenda. It may match your expectations of that anatomy, and it may not. If you love the child, you will be patient, attentive, and open. Stop doing gender reveals. They're not cute. They're violent. All we know before a child is born is their anatomy. They will reveal their gender. It may match your expectations of the anatomy and it may not. If you love the child, you will be patient, attentive, and open. Now, when I first read it, my first visceral response was viewer discretion listeners but that's some bullshit I mean, I'm just that's my first that's my first real you know visceral response to this was that's some bullshit and well, where are you coming from Charles M. Blow where are you coming from Charles M. Blow like when you were on the pro-black stuff in the late 90s, 2000s, going into the, you know, 2010s and coming now, you we're in the 2020, you know, you were writing some great content, but also he's from Generation X and he has children. So tell us, let me bring this down just a little bit so that we can see you. All right, so we can see you. Tell us who Charles M. Blow is. 
Charles M. Blow, his uh, surmisings are not surprising um, because he, Charles M. Blow, is an American journalist, commentator, and op-ed columnist for the New York Times. And, you know, I skipped down through a couple of things. He's divorced with three children. So, you know, I'm already headed in a direction on my own, right? So I skipped down to personal life. Blow's primary residence is Atlanta, Georgia. And his second residence is New York City, Borough, Brooklyn, where he raised his children. Children doing very well. In 2014, Blow came out publicly as bisexual. So, I mean, you can look at him and kind of see that anyway. It's those looks, you know, those eyes, those looks. Um, and I like to I like to say as a sidebar but inclusive, very much um pertinent is that ladies, you know, the things that that turn you on in your youth regarding to looking into men's eyes and and things like that, them sexy eyes. See, women's eyes are supposed to be more of that nature than men's eyes are. So when you look into the eyes of a man and he has all of this extra stuff going on, as if he got on lashes without lashes, um, and, and he's looking intent and looking, you know, intensive into your eyes and all kinds of stuff like that. That's a surefire sign. I don't care what they're saying. I don't care what they're doing at that time. I don't care what they're professing their uh, their um, sexual orientation to be. Uh, all of those things are found in the eyes, and you don't have to go any further in conversation, lest you find yourself 10 years down the line getting a divorce because you find out something different. Now... With these different lifestyles, as we, you know, we take on these different lifestyles, we begin to adapt our opinions and the things that we accept and the things that now truth begins to have a sliding scale. It begins to have, you know, some variance and I would say deviance uh, in truth. And I just like to say, you know, um, two scriptures. Proverbs 21 and 2 says that um, all a man's way seems right to him, but it's God that tries the reins of the heart. And then there's another one in Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So when we get to, to switching lifestyles and switching a uh, 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 gender, um, you know, gender identity and all of this kind of stuff that we then everything goes topsy turvy because now it's whatever you want to do, you know, it's whatever, however you see it, you know. So he, him saying that, and I'm looking at his profile picture on this thing. I'm looking at the the, the way the eyes are set, and I'm looking at what he has said. It is ridiculous. And so sound reason is fleeting in this comment because doing a gender reveal and anatomy, anatomy defines gender. I mean, if if the anatomy is that the, the, the boy has a penis, his gender is a boy, it's a male. 
if the gender reveal is that if, if the young the, the baby has a vagina it's a girl and that is the gender now this other stuff is ridiculous and no matter how what kind of way i don't care what kind of education you have what kind of vocabulary you have and how you're gifted at putting words together you can't put something together that does not belong together it's ridiculous and it it it, it, it is it is disturbing because this is happening and not just in this this context of gender revealing and all of that but in everything everybody's just all over the place whatever i want to feel whatever i want to think that's what it is you guys are acting like you need some kind of medication okay okay so let's keep moving smash the share button smash the like button the film the the television the <laughs> the telephone lines are open 213-943-3350 and i got some i need some answers the gender of a child isn't how it's anatomy born the gender of a child isn't how it's anatomy born like really like i don't i don't i don't get that that would mean that whatever you believe the most high that you believe in or Wherever you feel, whatever you feel about the Most High, that would mean that the Most High made a mistake on your way out. Or was it that you were diddled as a child and you didn't know that you were diddled? You thought you were born this way, but in actuality, you were actually born a male or a female. Okay, let's go to... Uh, Let's go to um, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, Genesis time. Look up Genesis uh, chapter 19, verse 24. But we're going to go back a little bit because there's a story being told. There's a justification story being told between Abram, Sarah, and the three men, one of them being God and two of them being angels. So we're going to go back and read that story just a little bit, right? We're going to go back. So we're going to go back beyond, uh, we're going to go back beyond uh, 24 chapter, I mean, verses 24. We're going to go back 19, uh, chapter 19, probably about wrong, verse 19, where the uh, where the three, I want to just call them three wise men, they always appear in threes and they, they're walking into Sari and Abram's camp before they become Sarah and Abraham, right? I need you to read that because there's a justification story that's being told between the two. Y'all need to smash the share button and the like button. You need to subscribe to the Film Review Life channel right now on YouTube. Say like, 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 share, tag your people in this. Stay with us. We are going to examine this today. So Abram welcomes the three men, the three travelers into his, into his, basically his camp and his wife begins to chuckle about something. So we need to go through and 
uh, read about that real quick. So go ahead. Uh, prior to verse 19, um, the angels came to town that God sent because, you know, God was not pleased with the report that he was hearing that was coming out of the city of Sodom. So he sent the angels down to investigate. And by the time we get to verse 19, behold, now thy servant has found grace in thy sight. Wait, wait, wait. We got to go back. We got to go back. We got to go back. We got to go. Okay. We got to go back. We got to go back before that. We got to go back to what's okay. happening because there's a parallel story going on. While Sodom and Gomorrah is going on, Sarah and Abraham are being talked to. Two angels go to Sodom and Gomorrah, but God stays. God in presence stays with Abraham and Sarah. So we need to go back a bit to give context to this story. So we need to go back. It might be in chapter 18, but I thought it was like 19 because it's a lot of uh, chapters. I thought it was all 19 because it's all within that storytelling there. Let me grab my book real quick. I'll be able to find it for you. But yeah, so chapter 19, Genesis, right? Yeah. So chapter 18. Okay. So started chapter 18, Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make ready. Okay, start with chapter 18, verse 6. There it because the three men walking into their camp and then Abraham recognizes who one of the men is. It's God in presence. And so he hurries Sarah to do this. So go ahead. Okay, chapter 18, verse 6 of Genesis. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf, which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. And they said unto him, where is thy wife? Where is Sarah, thy wife? And he said, behold, in the tent, verse 10. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind them. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and stricken in age and ceased to be ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women, meaning she was no longer having a cycle. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old, also old. And the Lord said unto Abraham, wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is this thing too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And the men rose up from thence and took toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. 
Okay, and the so, Lord said, so, so wait, wait, wait. So now at this point, Abraham, because Lot is in Sodom. I'm, I'm saying, I know it's Sodom here, but it's Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot is in Sodom, right? And Lot is the one that meets the angels at the gate of Sodom. So you, we have to know these Bible stories to understand. I read this when I was 12 years old, right? 12 years old. I read this story when I was 12 years old and it informs me. It's one thing to just tell people about what you think is the Bible. It's another thing to have actually read it and said what you needed to say with it so people will have true context. Some people only have it's a forgiving God and you will be in the by and by and etc. etc. But there are stories of war. There are and this is a story of it's a justification story. It's a story, a parallel story rolling of life and ultimate death. So let, let's continue on. Now at this point, Abraham tries to intercede into the fate of Sodom by negotiating with God. Okay, so let's go forward. Verse 17, and the Lord says, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there is 50 righteous within the city wilt thou also destroy not spare the 50 place for the 50 righteous that are therein that being far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked and that the righteous should be as the wicked that be far from thee shall not the judge of all the earth do right and the lord said if i find in sodom 50 righteous within the city then i will spare all the places for their sake. Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again and said, Peradventure, shall there be forty found there? And he said, I will not do it for forty sake. And he said unto them, unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure there shall thirty be found there. And and he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. 
and he he said behold now i have taken upon me to speak unto the lord per adventure there will be 20 found there and he said i will not destroy it for 20 sake and he said oh not let not the lord be angry and i will speak yet but this once Peradventure 10 shall be found there and he said i will not destroy it for 10 sake and the lord went his way as soon as he had left communicating with abraham and abraham returned unto his place okay so let's that pause ends there for verse a minute. chapter 18. so so let so we're going into chapter 19 which is sodom and gomorrah i see 702 is on the line if you're interested in speaking and being on the line use your touch tone dial and press one the indicator will come up and let me know that you want to uh talk oh yes they want to talk okay so hold on the line because we're going to go through the rest of this story and we will bring you right in so look so far we have abraham who is considered a righteous man trying to intercede for Sodom because he knows a lot is in Sodom. And he is trying to intercede on their behalf to say, if it's, if it's 60, 50, 40, 30, 20, don't be mad at me, 10. Will you spur it if it's just 10? Okay. So let's continue on and then I'm going to give you what I'm, what my observation is. And then we'll take phone calls. 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. Come on the line if you want to speak, just like 702 just did. Uh, press on your touch tone one and we will know that you want to speak. Okay, so we're in chapter 19, Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, based on chapter 18, we know two things are known here. Abraham knows that it ain't that many that's gonna pass the test and God knows it too. All right, so chapter 19. And there came two angels to Sodom at even. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold, now, my Lord, Lord's turn in, I pray you, into the servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, No, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly. And they turned in unto him and entered into his house and he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. Picture this. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, where are the men? which came in the, in, into thee this night, bring them unto us that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not 
so wickedly. I pray you, brethren, do not do so wickedly. Okay. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you. Do ye to them as good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for, th for therefore came they unto under the shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs to be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them. Ooh. Okay, let's pause. And let's pause for a minute. Let's pause for a minute. Okay. So let's look at this. Let's look at what we see today. What we see today with the constant push, 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 push. It's a lower loin field nature. The push, the push, the push of this. Lot says, take my two virgin daughters and have with them what you will, your good thing, brother. What you believe to be right. And he said, either you send them two dudes out here or we're going to give you much of what they was going to get. Or worse, you know, we only been sparing you a lot because you got a wife and you got two daughters to be married to the two dudes. It seemed like they might have been switch hitting anyway. But anyway, look at what you are hearing. Look at the justification of chapter 18 and 19 of Genesis. Chapter 18 and 19 of Genesis is telling you something. Now, at this point, as we move on, the angel, one of the angels sticks his hand out and pulls Lot back in. And he tells them, you know, he tells that man, you know, get your people together because we are going to flatten this bitch tomorrow for them trying to defile God's angels. They don't say it quite like that, but I say it like that. We are going to flatten this bitch. For them trying to defile God's angels. God's creation. Let's say you this again. What, Let me though? say it one more time. Let me say it one more time. Let's be clear. Let me be more clear. So that you will understand what is happening today. The white people will not get away with this insanity. Pastors being pedophiles. Men, grown men and women being pedophiles. That's what that movie we reviewed yesterday on Hashtag TFR Podcast Live, Lilith, was about. The angel said, we are going to flatten this for them going against God's word. But it had to do with them wanting to go against angels and lot tried to warn them because Lot, who was also, who is also a righteous man, knew who he saw when they appeared, when they came walking to the gates of Sodom. Continue, go ahead and say what you're going to say and then continue reading. Smash the share button, smash the like button. 
This is very, very, very important because we're coming to a tipping point. And they don't tell you these stories. They don't tell you these stories because most of the pastors are about, they, they have a doctrine that they have to follow and they have the collar to follow that doctrine. They're not going to tell you that story because, you know, that's not part of the story, but you have to read on your own. Go ahead. Now, um, let me say this. Just as, as Dee was just saying, you have pastors who are pedophiles, and this is a, a source of deep um, um, passion, and I hold back rage um, because of it's not so much, it's not, uh, the rage is not directed towards the people per se, but it's the spirit that's operating to which my rage is directed. It's the, it's the spirit. I told y'all last year that God was going to begin to deal with these pastors who either directly engaged in pedophilia, because, you know, they got the Catholic church already, but you know, I know there was another particular denomination in general that was shaking in their boots when because they they emulate the Catholic Church a lot. And I had said at the end of last year, I said you have till 12 a.m. 2020 to repent and not just to God, but to the people that you have you offended. Uh, some of them are grown men in their 30s that cannot hold normal relationships with women because you have defiled them. You're going to have to repent to them. You're going to have to repent to their wives. I told you else, sin lieth out the door like in the way of Cain. I told you that. And then COVID hit. COVID hit and took out 50 leaders in one denomination. 50 leaders. With the one disease. That was the month. I told y'all. And it's not finished yet. Also told you prosecutions was coming in every state that is within uh, 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 of the um within the years that you can go ahead and file a prosecution. The prosecutions are in your front yard. They're coming. There's jail time coming. I told y'all, watch it not come to pass just like the disease did. Now, here we are. In verse 19, you know, they're trying to get to the angels. This is probably the only means they haven't known. But the other thing is, as we read this again, I see that Lot refers to them as brethren. What kind of relationship constitutes brethren? You're addressing them in a friendly tone. And then as a jelly back, as, as, as jelly back as can be, you offer your daughters. See from your known loins out to this. Not only is are they perverse in wanting the men that they had not known, they he was able to offer the daughters because he knew it was about perversion and not just same sex. It's perversion. There is no boundary. There is no stopping. So whatever you can go up in with the friction enough to get off is what you're going to take. Now, back to verse 19. So he tried to go out there and dissuade them. So he said, behold, I have the two daughters. We read that. And they said, stand back. And they tried. They said, 
this one fellow came into sojourn and he will needs be a judge now will we deal worse with thee than with them and they pressed sore upon the man even lot came near to break the door they they tried to break the door down of the house so they could get out but the men put forth their hand and pulled lot into the house to them and shut the door and they smote the men and were at the door of the house with blindness both small and great so they wearied themselves to find the door and the men said unto lot hast thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city bring them out of this place but we shall destroy this place like d said because the sit cry of them is waxing great before the face of the lord and the lord has sent us to destroy it and lot went out and spake unto the sons-in-law wait a minute lot went out went out and spake unto the sons-in-law which married his daughters and said up get you out of this place for the lord will destroy this city but he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law okay so, so let, me pause, let me pause for a minute help. his sons-in-laws who didn't make it by the way they didn't make it out surprisingly for some reason they didn't make it out is you know they said that charles m blow came out in 2003 right this is just the observation and an opinion off of the observation his sons were switch hitters. They enjoyed being married, but they also were partaking in Sodom and Gomorrah. And they didn't make it out, by the way. And so they scoffed at Lot and thought that Lot mere mocked them. Ha <laughs> ha, how could that be? You know I'm you know I'm bisexual, you know I'm metro, you know I'm I'm dainty. But I'm married to your daughters, ready to bring them offspring for you to keep your line going. Continue on. This is you know clarity to what is actually being talked about here. Verse 15. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thy body be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Now, did you notice they said, take the wife and the two daughters? They said nothing about the sons-in-law, because remember, Lot had to go outside the house to go talk to them. They were already out there among them when he gave them the warning. Verse 16, and while he lingered, the men laid upon laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad. And he said, escape for thy life. Look, look not behind thee, neither stay in all the plain, escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. He was given instructions. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold now, thy faithful hath, thy, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. 
and I cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and I die. See, Fanap was needed there. He was given instruction by the servants of God as if God himself was talking and he's going to reason why he can't do it. Verse 20. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto and his little one. Oh, let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto thee, see, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the, for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. And then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of the heavens. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife, but his wife looked back from behind him. She became a pillar of salt. Now, when the direction was given to um, given to Lot, she heard it. The same as Eve heard the direction in the garden. She heard it because she was inside Adam. They both heard at the same time, yet she looked behind him, did not follow instructions, and she became a pillar of salt. You know why she looked back? Because she was messing around too. There are a group of women that are facilitators and are people who encourage this type of behavior, and they're out messing with these switch-hitting guys. They love those kind of men because they like the sexiness in their eyes. They like the way they do what they do in the bedroom. They do all this freaky stuff, all this other kind of stuff. And they like it because their appetites are perverse. And so women are encouraging this type of behavior started right here. Verse 27. And Abraham got, got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. Verse 28, and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and, and toward all the land of the plain and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. All he saw was ashes and cinders. And okay, so, 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 wait, wait, wait. So we'll come back. So this, this is my point. Then we're going to take this phone call here from 702. 18 and 19 of Genesis. Chapter 18 and 19 of Genesis is a parallel story. This is happening at the same time. It's beautiful writing. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful writing of parallelism, of showing you two things. It's showing you life from one who would think that she was barren because of her age and the death because of no obedience and no obedience to God and just anything goes, anything goes, anything goes. And so this is the justification of this. Okay, so we're gonna come to 702. Let me make sure my volume is up. Let's take this phone call right here. 
702, you're on the line. You're on the line, 702. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Can okay. you guys hear me? Yes. Who's on the line? Um, Shannon. Shannon. How you doing, Shannon? What's on your mind? Good. How are you two? Hey, good. As well as can be expected under circumstances. We're in the middle of COVID. Well, hopefully we're around in the corner. We got some... Vaccines on the horizon, supposedly. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What's on your mind? Well, I, I, I watch you guys all the time, and I love love your show. I love what you do. And I wanted to chime in on this particular topic because I have two young sons, and I just look at the culture that's out here nowadays, and it's is really disturbing to me in a sense that there's no tolerance for what's normal. Now, what I feel is normal, what nature it produces is normal. Um, I know that nature sometimes produces anomalies, like there'll be a four-leaf clover or there'll be an albino, or there'll be some anomaly, and that's fine. But it's almost as if nowadays the heterosexual is demonized. While No one should be demonized, but at the same time, there is a natural order. And so it's sort of like um, nature doesn't produce that many anomalies. There, I mean, you know, nature produces natural anomalies, but when there are too many anomalies, there's some manipulation going on. And what I feel like there's just this incredible push, in particular on the black community, to accept and to project and reflect these um, abnormal things. Um, singer Sade's son just... Um, I didn't know she, her daughter is transgender and is now a boy. I saw that in the news yesterday. And so it's like, if people want acceptance, then they need to accept the fact that everybody does not um, follow that alternative lifestyle or, you know, I see how churches are pushed to accept um, things that are against what they traditionally taught, you know. So it's like if you really feel that God's word said one thing, you can't just change it because people in society want you to change it. It's the collection, you play. know. And they, it's the collection. Mm -hmm. It's the collection play. It's who's going to come to the collection play, right? I mean, that's part well, of it. Well, then, then that's what their church is about. Their church is not about God. It's about it's a business. It's a for-profit business. And so my thing is, we have to fight back for our right to um, preach what we want to preach as we feel that it has been given from God. We, My thing is, if they want acceptance, then you have to accept me. And if I believe in certain doctrines, that's what I believe. If you don't believe it, then I accept that you don't believe it. But I shouldn't be penalized or punished. And another thing, 
want to just, I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time, but just one more point that I want to make with these anomalies not being anomalies, this manipulation, is you look at the prison industrial complex where they're getting our, our, our youth at such an early age, putting these young men in prisons. I've known prison guards where they have to break up um, fights, they have to run to the rescue of people and raped in prison. Like these, they put these uh, people like Biden, you know, and all these other people that promote this prison industrial complex to young black men, to capture these young black men. They are, you know, influencing our society. I've never seen so many um, homosexual and transgender ever before, you know, and it's not because there's more acceptance. It's because there's just that much more manipulation to produce, you know, even when I'm watching cartoons with my kids, everything's about butt and poop and like, you know, just a lot of stuff they try to slip in in the cartoons that it's like they're working on the youth's mind. They're massaging them to um, think a certain way. Like the Bible says, you raise a child as you want them to go. Well, some people are trying to manipulate people into what they want them to be. So we really have to look out for our youth. And I think that, like you were reading the gender reveal quote that the guy below, Prince Blow or whatever was saying, if God says male, a human being comes along and say, no, this is female. You're basically doing the work of the doubt. That may not be your intention, but if God says tree and you say no, egg, you know, who are you? Who are but you? Who are you to? Who, who you are you? Yeah, I said who you got. You want to say something to that, Tanya? She is absolutely right. I concur with everything that she said thus far. I mean, especially with. Um, when there are too many anomalies, there's some manipulation going on. See, this push, what bothers me as a spiritual person is whenever you see an overabundance or an extreme push of an agenda, you know that it, it is coming from the side of evil, that it's being pushed by an evil agenda. That That is the thing that that really gets to me and re really gets under my skin and the reason why I'm so passionate in my delivery about the subject because it is a deception with that evil is a deception it's a manipulation and deception and manipulation just pushes my buttons all the way around no matter what um subject it's applied to uh, and manipulation and evil and wickedness is an undercurrent it is the it is the foundation of this thing which is the reason why it's such an extreme in the push and you don't care who you running over you don't care whose lives you ruin and the bad thing about it is because it's your right because you're pushing your right to have sex with the same sex agenda and that is a fleshly issue and just a, a, a means of release that is very lower nature to begin with and so all of this you'll ruin a child and the agenda is the children it wasn't enough that you waited till they got out of the womb and got to be toddlers before you touched them. Now you're trying to influence before they even come out of the womb. 
You are directly against God. You are diabolically opposed to the agenda of God. And me being the person that is an advocate for the agenda of God, I am diabolically opposed to you. And so we got some problems. Got problems. So what are you doing? So what are you doing to combat the cartoons with your how old are your two sons? Nine and twelve. Right. Oh yeah, right. See that that's the, those are the critical years there. What are you doing to combat that so they can see my thing is my mother always told me I'm gonna get you up from under the feet of people and once you get up from under the feet of people when you're eighteen then you'll be able to make decisions for yourself. But right now you're under my roof and this is what is said, this is what is done, this is what goes. So what are you doing to combat that with your two children, your two sons? Well, I know that, you know, I have some people that I know that try to tuck and hide their kids from everything. If they see something, I say something. So I'll, I'll, I'll comment on what they're seeing or I'll just straight up tell them not to watch certain things. But the way they do it is it seems like they try to slip this stuff in on a lot of stuff. So what I do is since they're trying to influence them, I'm, I'm right there in their ear influencing them right back. Mm -hmm. So if in the cartoon the male character is in a dress, I'm like, why? You know, like for example, this SpongeBob cartoon, uh, one of the characters wanted to go on a date, so SpongeBob dressed up like a girl so he could pretend as though he's doing a walkthrough of what he's going to do on a date. Well, why couldn't he just get a girl to play the date? Like, why do you always have to put on the dress? And so it's like, um, I'll, I'll say stuff like, why does he have on a dress? Or I'll say, why are they talking about butts and poops? You know, I, and I'll do things like that. I'll, and I'll just straight up let them know, and I have many times, that it's wrong, that that is not the way God wanted people to be. You know, I just straight up tell them that. Now, if they grow up and buck away and do something else, I've done everything that I can humanly possibly do to influence them to not be gay or not be transgender. Because I personally feel like it's an attack on black. It's not just black. It's evil, and it go. It tries to attack a lot of things. But I have young black males that I'm raising, so they're being popped to interracial date. They're being popped to be gay. They're being popped to be transgender. They're being influenced and popped, and all this stuff is being popped out at the black male today. Mm. So, you know, I have a lot on my plate to try to, and, you know, and it's all just an assault on our race. They want they want us interracially dating to bleach our bloodline out. They want you to be gay or they want you in the body bag or they want, you know, you, uh, you as a male to say, oh, no, I'm really a female. So I have a lot to deal with raising young black uh, boys. And I try to... Um, confront the information that they're going to see 
because they'll try to slip it in even in the school. And like this one online program that they have for school, they're calling the girl a boy's name or they'll call the boy a girl's name, you know, or they'll say she when it's a, um, a boy that's on the screen. And I'm like, at first I thought maybe they just made a mistake with putting the character with the, and that it happened too many times for me to think it's a mistake. Like, it's just a constant battle, and that's just the way it is. It's one of the most difficult things of being a parent is trying to combat all of the uh, influences out here um, to just keep your child on the straight and narrow. Mm. Well, let me tell you, we appreciate your call and you being aware of what's happening. I can automatically tell you you're doing a great job because a lot of parents aren't aware but we're going to let you go. Thank you for your phone call. Keep listening and call in again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, so you see, people, 213-943-3358. We want to hear from some pro. I mean, can you can you explain the gender of a child isn't how it's anatomy born? Can you, uh, can you uh, explain that? to us on the show. I mean, I don't think that that's, you know, necessarily quite, quite right. Look, this has to do with Generation X. My, my, uh, our generation, my sister and I's generation. We grew up listening, we grew up under the civil rights generation. In the civil rights generation, they knew how to let their hair down. But when it was time for the Richard Pryor tapes to come out, when it was time for the Dolomite tapes to come out, when it was time for the comedy records to come out, they knew to say, it's time for you to go upstairs. You had to listen and you will fall asleep. So you really didn't hear anything. You had to try to listen to the vents to hear the music to hear the blue comedy, right? Later, once you were a teenager, for me, myself, I can just tell my story as a DJ, I, those records were just sitting out there out of jackets. So I just cleaned them up and put them back in the jackets and listened. And back during that time, you know, the NWAs came out, the uh, Ghetto Boys came out. All this is Generation X. And as sure as I'm sitting here, we said, we're going to let it all hang out. We're going to just tell it the way it is. We're going to be the Richard Pryor and the Dolomites and all that. That's going to be in records. And we're going to put it across. They're trying to clip me. Why are they trying to clip me? But anyway, we're going to put it across in the records and tell an uncomfortable truth about this post so-called post-civil rights that did not totally come to full fruition because they released the ready rock, Ronald Reagan, and like the young woman who called up said, then Biden comes along in the 80s and pushes the uh, 100 to 1, and then in the 90s, he comes back and does the three strikes 
putting the people into the penal system. Right? Putting the people in the penal system. Generation X, I've had conversations like I wrote in the writing that I've had conversation with Generation Xers and I say, the sins of the father will be visited upon the sons and the daughters and there is a arrogance. Let me get exactly what I said here. Uh, sins of the father, you know, the generations, that generation, that generation X is raising is doing its own thing. That's what generation X thinks. And there is no responsibility for generation X but to get the kids up so they can get out. It is a pompous, unwilling to admit, arrogance that there was responsibility if you sold dope. But now the generations want to be dope fiends. If you abused women, and their offspring come out and want to be abused by men, female or male, that is a direct sin of the father and the mother being visited upon the children. People don't want to uh, accept that. Now listen, these are just my views and my observations. I'm gonna let my sister come in. Listen, I was watching the Karate Kid, not the original. I was watching the Jaden Smith Karate Kid over the weekend. I was sitting there because I was fasting, so I was feeling fatigued, you know, because I was draining out the sugar and the salt. And so it had me fatigued, so I was drinking a lot of water and I was sitting there watching some TV. And so I watched Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith Karate Kid. Good movie, you should watch it, right? Should have been a sequel, should have been should have been a, a quad. It should have been a prequel. But anyway, look. I'm looking at Jaden Smith. And I know that Jaden Smith's mother is Jada Pickett Smith. His father is Will Smith. Now, I'm just going to take Will Smith. Now, there's been rumors about Will Smith, but la-di-da, la-di-da, dee-dee-dee. -dee. This is my point. This is my point. If and there's been rumors about Jada, you know, entanglement and all that. And before that, you know, the swingers and blah, 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 blah. But this is my point. My son is Jaden Smith. He's the son of me, Will Smith. It is no way that Jaden Smith, karate kid, MC, person who can go anywhere at any time around the world, can be, if he puts his mind to a get cast in films outside of nepotism, that he should be the one that's the bottom following around another person that is not classy, but ashy. It is no way that Jaden Smith should be the bottom. He should be the top. If we're gonna be, if we're gonna be exactly right, because he's got the genes 
and the looks to be the one on top. But instead, for some reason, I don't know what it is. Could it be low self-esteem? He's at the bottom. Following behind a rapper who doesn't have in his one finger, Jane, Pick, Jane Smith has in one pinky finger, just the tip of it, more talent, more gravitas, more ability to shine than any of those guys. And me as Will Smith, even if my son is whatever he's doing, my son should be on top. That's what I would say. Because I was on top. No matter whatever, whatever else I was doing, I was on top. You see what I'm saying? But he's not. So my thing, I'm not saying anything about homosexuality at all in this particular point. But what I'm saying is, look at Jaden Smith. Movie star. MC. Uh... Bottled water creator, uh, humanitarian, all this, and he's looking decayed underneath someone that's ashy and not clashy. What's the guy's name? Tyler the. Just, it's my opinion, my observation. Tyler the Creator. Go, go look up Tyler the Creator and look at the picture, and then bring up Jaden Smith. And I just want to see your reaction when you see the two pictures side by side. I just want to see your reaction when you look up Jaden Smith and Tyler the Creator. Just look just look at the pictures. I just want to see your response to looking at this. And, and I want your honest response about who should be leading. Now I'm not talking about Jaden Smith now because Jaden Smith has, in my opinion, decayed down some because he's underneath when he should be at the top. So these are the type of things that are happening with this new brand of whatever you want to call it, Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. So tell me which <laughs> I'm just saying, you going, you you're you're the one with everything, and you would get with, in my opinion, just my opinion, ashy instead of classy. Go ahead. So, uh, this is disturbing because I I had pulled up the other guy first. I'm looking at him with his glassy eyes so it's clear that he stay high on something on a regular then he is picturing him he's not the most aesthetically appealing person in the world already but then in some pictures his eyes look crazy something is wrong with him and they will find that out something is wrong with him there's something else going on there's people behind, there's people in that head, all right? Then you got um, him with this blonde wig on, which he just looks absolutely ridiculous with that on. It's not even a fashion statement where you could say it looked cute on him. 
even though it's 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 uh effeminate he can still get by he doesn't look attractive with it on then you come over here to Jaden. Jaden, who's a very nice looking young man got this metal these grills up in his mouth that takes away from the looks of of a person those grills that metal that takes away from the look and he looks not only does he look uh he looks like he's under the effects of craziness he looks depressed he looks depressed and then he got this mouthful of metal that looks absolutely ridiculous totally distracts or detracts away from from who he is and who he looks like and who and what kind of pedigree he's from he looks like a depressed young man yeah you're doing the humanitarian stuff you're doing all of that stuff but i'm looking at a picture of him as a young boy back when he did the karate kid when he had his hair french braided to the back and now i'm looking at this red hair and the grills it's two different little boys and something that happened in between that time something happened and sometime um this in the effort to be cool and to be free and to be open and to be you know let kids exercise their freedom there are times when kids don't need to exercise their freedom because they're crazy at that time they're impressionable they don't need to be exercising no freedom and i can think about when our parents raised us i remember now d was a little more uh, agreeable to things than i was i was the rebel and i always had a problem i can't go do nothing you won't let me do nothing so me and my mother used to have it uh a lot you know about me not being able to go and do things but i look back now when i'm driving down the street and i see kids on the block and i see their behaviors i see the way some of the young ladies are dressed i see the way how some of the boys are i actually opened my mouth and though my parents you know my mother could not hear me i would thank her because she didn't give a crap about my um my my temper tantrums she didn't give a crap about none of that and she only allowed me so much of that it was only gonna be so much temper tantrum it was only gonna be so much mouthing off before that extension cord came out and came out to deal with that because you're not gonna say what you want to say either and she let me have a little bit of emotions but now you got you don't have nothing past a minute of saying what you're gonna say you better get in that room and get yourself straightened out else i'm coming for you as soon as i heard them drawers slamming i knew she was looking for that extension cord and she was on her way and as much as people want to say well extension cords that was abuse that's the reason why i'm not crazy now she dealt with me then you understand so there's a, a point in your life as a child you don't get to just be free because you don't know what the heck you're talking about at that time you want to do things that are detrimental and them as parents our parents stood their ground with us it wasn't no being cool they weren't our friends they was our parents and so all of this freedom that they've given them people can say oh well you know they're so mature for their age no they look depressed those kids look depressed they look depressed it's uh i mean 
all this week, this is what our focus is going to be different, different things from the anything goes generation X brings us to this one, right? But all this week, it's the anything goes generation X brings us to this two, three, four, five. You have to tune in. You have to smash the like button, share button, share button. Subscribe on the Film Review Life channel. The Film Review Life channel. Subscribe to the channel because we bring the information. The phone lines are going to be open all this week. We need to discuss this because Generation X is not taking their responsibility for what was done. We were experimenting on as Generation X. We surely yes. were. And we still came through it. But this generation after us, the ones that we are raising now, are truly being experimented on. They brought the drugs to us. They, they, they started with the busing to disjoint people so they would be willing not to be community any longer and then they were able to bring the drugs and say no jobs here's the drugs they gave you the free cheese don't know what was in the free cheese we've been experimenting upon and now this generation they have opened up the floodgates now they're saying anything goes here try this drug try that drug uh be with a man, be with a woman, be with the same sex, do what you want to do. It's your thing, do what you want to do. <laughs> I can't tell you, hop socket too. Anyway, look, we need, we need some clarity. So that's what we're talking about this week because this, this is detrimental. This is destruction right in our, we're looking at it right in our eyes. When, when you see the generation that came before us spearheading and voting for a man who was the architect of the laws that are still on the books that caused Generation X, their offspring, to go into the prison system because of the experimentation that they were doing. They started it with the free cheese program. Free cheese and butter. I forget the butter part. No one knows what's in that big block of butter, right? Butter and cheese. Everyone got it in the in the St. Henry's Parish. That's where we came from, St. Henry's Parish. Everyone got it. Yeah, everyone got it. And so they started with that in the early 80s. Then they went to crack to fund a war. Then they went to 100 to 1. Then they went to three strikes, 100,000 police out on the street. And for some reason, the people's minds are so, at this point, my observation, my opinion, so feeble that they voted for the very person who locked up. Does that mean that you didn't really, you didn't really love your niece 
But you didn't really love your nephew. You really didn't. You really didn't love your son. Not really. That's what that means. And so we have to, within this week, we're going to take a look at the previous generations before Generation X this week. We're going to take a deep dive this week. So we want you to stay tuned. But I wanted to start with this Charles Blow piece and give you context. You know, I read that Sodom and Gomorrah story way back when I was 12 years old. And it shaped me and I said, hmm, these dudes wanted to viciously rape because that's in other words. They wanted to viciously rape two men that they had never known carnally, physically. Right? That's what they wanted to do. And they were destroyed for it. If you do not think that these words still stay true today, continue on. You see, because if you're born and you're born a male, your job is to reproduce, to have the sperm, to ejaculate, to hit the egg. The egg sets in the uterus. Nine months later, birth comes about. If you're no longer a male, you're a male that thinks you're a female, and you're a female that thinks you're a male, if y'all lay together, she's still gonna have a baby? You see, so it's not what you think you are, it's what you are biology-wise. It's science, it's science. That means that you have been damaged somehow, and you need to go back and figure out before you thought you were born that way, who diddled you? My mother didn't play. My mother, no, you're not going with no, no older people because older people are into other things and them young dudes, they just be trying, they, they, they kind of hot in the pants and they just try to get anything that's weaker and younger to try to penetrate. My mother talked straight up. Yes. My mother talked straight up and that's how you got to talk. These dudes out here is treacherous. Raping chicks and, and, and raping dudes too. Not to mention yep. it's in the bloodline because the slave masters were raping. Mm -hmm. Butt breaking. So it's in your line. So if you don't if you don't know enough not to do that because you need to break the curse. Then you're going to go out there and just do anything that you want. You can just go out there and do anything that you want. But that does not make it right. It does not make it right. It does not make it right, unfortunately. And I know plenty of people who are homosexual, right? And I don't try to tell them or try to revert them back from their lifestyle. Because in the end, my mother told me this. My mother, my mother... <laughs> My mother was a straight talker, and I, I wouldn't necessarily subscribe to this, but she said there's nothing worse than an old 
homosexual. Because you're going to be by yourself in the end. The women who like you, they're going to find a man that they can have children with, get married with, move on. You're going to be by yourself, right? There's nothing worse than that. Have you ever seen old homosexuals? Y'all should watch this movie called. You should watch story. this movie called uh, Paris is Burning. Came out in the 90s. It's uh, what Pose is based on now. See, we watch everything because we have to be up on what's happening, right? We have to be up, up on what's happening so it doesn't seem like it's bigotry. It's not bigotry. It's just facts. If you were born a male... Biology, you are a male. Biology. And it's not, let's take the front off. Let's take the penis off. You want to know why you are a male? And you really want to get rid of your malehood. Cut your prostate out. Cut your prostate out. You really. You really don't want to be a male. It's not about the penis. The penis is the outward representation of what it's to be used for to recreate with a woman, a male, a female, a boy, a girl, when they become men and women. Cut the prostate out. You really, you're really for that. Cut the prostate out. You got a good 10 years. You can have all the superficial, you can even slice, slice the penis down and push it in. It was showing the video on Facebook. Facebook was letting that go about three, four years ago, but they try to block stuff from us. But it showed you how they form the vagina from slicing down the penis, like, a, like how they used to slice down a hot dog in the pan when you were frying it. You make two halves and they push it up in there and they make the vagina. That's nice superficial outward facade. Wanna be wanna be a real woman and not have to go to the doctor and get that prostate checked for prostate cancer still all the way, even though you have a vagina. Cut the prostate out for women who want to be men. You really want to be a man? You know, they can use your clitoris. This is scientific talk now, right? They can use your clitoris and they can give you hormones to make the clitoris grow. You know, it represents and looks like a penis, but there will never be any ejaculation that will be able to make a child. So they make this and they form your ball sack from the skin and they put the little rubber balls or the porcelain balls in to make you have the representation of having having a nutsack and you have your penis out there might get just three inches what you really want to be a man I mean I'm, we're just talking real talk now you want to be a man 
cut your ovaries out. Cut your ovaries out. Matter of fact, tell them, pull the uterus. Cut the ovaries all out and pull the uterus. You could live without the uterus, but you have 10 years without your fallopians, right? Right? So you got 10 years without that. If you really want to be a man, other than that, you are still a woman because the inside piping is the same. You are still a man because the inside piping, though on the outside facade looks like one thing, on the inside, you are a male. And so that's where, where the rubber hits the road is biology. You know, biology. Obviously, people didn't get A's in biology. Some people don't even know dominant and recessive genes. If you knew dominant and recessive genes without us telling you, and you say, is that true or not? You would be up in arms and be taking this over right now. But that's another story for another time. So look, just biology-wise, can we stop with born this way? You have some kind of and I know I know that they got homosexuality taken out of the book for mental illness but you've got some kind of mental situation going on you got some kind of mental situation going on someone who would want to destroy what God made to say that I'm something else but your inside piping Tells you who you are, but you really want to go the way, all the way, remove the prostate, remove the ovaries. Want to go all the way? Want to go all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go all the way. Yeah. So, people. You know, and this is not a hate thing. This is a we need to win thing. And just realizing that for those who are, who have been diddled as children, that's what it is. They have been diddled as children and they don't remember. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But don't push it down the heterosexual throat and don't try to make every kid homosexual. Let them have time to do and live their life and get to where they want to be in life. Right. Because in the end, it's a sad, it's a sad reality. We're just talking real talk to you now, real talk. We got uh, 17 minutes, about uh, eight. Just to go back over some of the things that you were saying in your last um, commentary, you know, um, <laughs> our mother saying there's no, there's nothing worse than an old homosexual. And you ask the question, have you ever seen one? And my answer is yes. Um, my first boyfriend he had told me the story about having gone down south 
with his parents and you know how you go down south like when you go down to family reunions and stuff you know with some families you know in our family we stay at hotels and stuff you know what i'm saying we need our own space you know we don't really like staying up in nobody's house we stay in hotels and stuff but you know some people they stay at family's house because this is part of the thing you know you fellowshipping you ain't gonna see them for another five years or whatnot so you fellowship and so um they sent him to stay with a cousin and the cousin was well-grown cousin probably in his 30s 40s maybe close to 40 he's 16 and they sent him to live with this cousin and you know instead of them being somebody sleeping on the couch you know uh and somebody sleeping in the bed now some people don't mind sleeping in beds with other people i do but in this situation they slept in the same bed in the middle of the night this cousin rolls over and basically making a long story short he rapes him and when he gets back home he waits till they get back home in the driveway and he had been acting strange and different and quiet and his mother had been asking him what was wrong he wasn't saying what's wrong when they got to the driveway back home he told them he raped me you know he touched me he didn't say raped he said touch me and they didn't do anything about it so years later now he didn't tell me this story this guy comes to town this guy in his 60s now he and his or close to 60 late 50s early 60s smelled like one big bottle of chaps cologne and he got this black extra black dye in his hair just and flame you know all this stuff you know all this this uh and i'm looking at him and i'm i'm enraged i'm enraged and i'm i'm enraged i mean i'm tense and the and the guy that i was with he he knew it he knew it. he was like don't say nothing don't say nothing i was about to tear him a new one i was about 19 years old at the time i was about to tear him a new one but the parents hadn't said anything because back then these people this is what infuriates me too y'all are just as guilty y'all parents who have your your kids have been violated and you don't say nothing you don't prosecute talking about his family and y'all being christian and you don't do nothing you are just as guilty and you have given your permission you have signed off on your child being violated I don't I don't see it no other way. And so this man was old and 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 trying to remain young with this extra black. It wasn't black dye, it was jet black in his hair in a curl. A curl with jet black dye and smell like a bottle of chaps cologne. And flaming. Horrible. And staying at their house. I'm going to cut that one short. The next thing we talked about is it being a mental, you know, some kind of mental ineptness, some kind of mental default or defect there. It's also spiritual. And I heard this preacher one time, and everybody knows his family, very well-known family here in Cleveland. I'm not going to say the name. But he's a preacher, and he was 
I guess the Lord was moving on him and he has these effeminate characteristics. He, he, he had them. I mean, not so much now, but he had them then where he was very effeminate. And he told a story. He got really graphic. He said that when a child is born, there are all kinds of spirits waiting on them. Coming out the womb. He talked about his grandfather having this spirit. He talked about his daddy having that spirit, which everybody knew. And he talked about how it revisits the sons. He had two brothers. None of that is evident on them. It was evident on him, the preacher and the father. Everybody knew just, you know, hey, praise the Lord, all of that stuff. How can you be a woman married to a man like that? You know, and the other thing about the prostate, cut the prostate out if you really want to be a woman. See, they're not going to do that because this is a a sexual thing about them getting off. It's all about who they're able to screw. So the prostate in, in that type of relationship, take the kids out the room. In that type of relationship, the prostate is very pertinent in their sexual activity. Because one of the things that is a selling point for them and is a, a mainstay and an attraction for them is that when they are engaging in that activity, they bump past that prostate and that prostate bump there creates a type of friction that that uh, increases their orgasms. So they're not trying to remove no prostates. They like those prostates being there. Both in going, in coming, and outgoing, they like the prostate being there. They're not gonna do that because it's a lust. And another thing, a lust of the flesh is never satisfied, no matter what type of lust it is, whether it's gluttony for food or whatever it is. The lust of the flesh is never satisfied. The more you go with it, the less satisfying and gratifying it is. So even if they pass laws saying, "Oh, it's okay, you can you can uh, mess with each other in the street," just find a corner, bend over, and do what you want to do. That lust would never be satisfied because then you're going to want to go into a school and do it in front of all the kids. Then if that law passes and you can do that, then you're going to want to go. You're going to want to just go and do it any and everywhere because lust is never satisfied. Lust is a spiritual matter and the spiritual matter turns into a mental deficiency when it goes unchecked. Just because something is on the buffet don't mean you got to put it on your plate. When you coming along through life, there are presentations made. There's present when a child sits in front of the TV, like the sister was talking about earlier. When a child sits in front of the TV, suggestions are made. Subliminal messages are made through commercials. Things are made through conversations. A thing that flashes before your eyes. Music that's heard in your ears. Everything is a suggestion. And just because it's a suggestion doesn't mean you put it on your plate. But this society is saying, well, it's on the buffet. Give it a try. You don't know until you try it. You don't know if you like it or not until you try it. It's on the buffet. Put it on your plate. But I've always been able to believe. Let me tell you something. I have been one of those people for some reason. Women have been attracted to me. Now, does that mean I go and turn gay? I go and turn lesbian because 
I, I realize they're attracted to me because my spirit, I'm a friendly person. Not because I got a liking for women. I don't have a liking for women. All right? But I realized that I attracted that type of element, but it never put me in question on what my choices were. It never did just because the presentation was being made doesn't mean I'm going to put it on my plate and take a little bite and see if I like it. And this is what's not being taught with people. Just because something is being presented to you doesn't mean you got to taste it. I mean, what is the problem? What? Why is this such a fleeting mind state that you can't be stationary and stable and resolute and absolute in where you are? You got to try everything. Why is that the alternative? Why is that the preference? To try everything. Why is that? We got to get a grip because... This message will self-destruct in five seconds. We, particularly as American black people, are self-destructing because there's so many holes in the in the plan. We're being penetrated all kinds of ways. Poke, 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 poke. Poke, 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 poke. Poke, 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 poke. Your sexuality, your integrity, your character, your preference. Poke, 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 poke. So now there is no boundaries because you are as a net. Not a safety net, but an open fishing net where the spaces are wide open in between, where there's nothing to stop what's coming in and going out because you have accepted everything. Mm. Accepted everything. Okay, people. So Genesis 1819. I said it's a parallel story moving beautifully written to come in and bring life to those who are male and female up in age. That's life. The other in 19 represents the destruction that comes with not being chapter 18. Chapter 18 and chapter 19, beautiful examples. A, a beautifully written, beautiful parallel going on. There's God sitting with Abraham as the two angels go on. Lot, another righteous man, recognized the angels, bowed to his feet and said, oh no, 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 no. You're not gonna be out there in the middle. You're coming into a house and that's the way it is. Then they came and said, we're gonna give you much of what they would get if you don't send it out a lot. And then from there, destruction. It's right there in the book. It's right there in the book. I feel, I feel sorry for those who were not protected by those who were supposed to be their protectors when they were young. They weren't born this way. They were diddled. You know how they say some kids, you know, they they were they were too young to, you know, they had a feminine ways when they're four years old or three. Often 
Male children do that because they're building and coming into who they are. But besides that, let's say that you see this. They were diddled when they were babies. That's the answer. They were diddled when they were newborns. One, two, three. So by the time you see it at four and five and you see a feminine ways, they have been diddled. That's on you. That's on you. That's a disgrace. That's a disgrace. Because you were too busy. Like you were too busy to really read into the election. This same irresponsibility is the same irresponsibility now that applied to this election. And y'all did not. And y'all going to get the man who put the way the system is in place right now. You're going to get him. And he's going to finish the job. He's got 90,000 refugees a year coming. 11 million, 11 million dreamers coming. He's got 500,000, 500,000 Indians from India coming. And they're going to say, forget giving you a partridge in a pear tree. Your mic is out. A partridge in a pear tree. Forget that. Your mic is, I'm saying your mic is out. I'm not hearing you. Hello? Can you hear me? There we go. That's better. Um, A partridge in a pear tree. Forget the partridge in a pear tree. You're just going to get hammered. And your offspring, all these different people coming here with their different beliefs, their different spiritual beliefs, the way they get down, how they get down with the opposite sex, how they get down with the same sex. And you have thrown your children in the middle of that and have not prepared them. You have just indirectly unknown to you, but but announced to you now, you have just dropped your Children, your grandchildren, your great great grandchildren, your great 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 grandchildren into Sodom and Gomorrah, and you didn't even know it. And they've been breeding you to do it because they've been experimenting on you. So, tomorrow, people, part two of installment two of. The Anything Goes Generation X brings us to this. This has been another great, robust episode of Hashtag Observations TFR. We come on Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on Periscope, on Vimeo, on a certain social media site and the Film Review Life channel on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Film Review Life channel. Make sure you smash like, 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 share. Let your people know that this is on. This is information. This is key because we are still out to win. We have to win. We've, we've come too far to do anything else. So we will see you tomorrow on another great episode of Hashtag Observations TFR by Crazy D with my special guest host, my sister Tanya M. Congress. 
Here's the thing about your movie, why I made the curators pick of the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Community, unity, unity, heart, heart, heart. Crazy, crazy, crazy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.